0: Hello, all. Welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 243, and today we will be talking about the Craig of the Creek episode Sunday Close. I'm GC13.
1: And I'm David.
0: So, I mean, if if anybody out there has seen the promotional art for this episode that they posted before the episode was released, Rebecca Sugar is not the only one with some top grade anime references. They made a basically a redo of the poster for jackie chan's the tuxedo for sunday clothes and it is gorgeous
1: i love that the promo art that they've been doing pretty much since adventure time for like cartoon network shows on tumblr has continued through with like craig of the creek because it's just really entertaining to see every week all the anime references well we call every reference an anime reference but for giggles yeah They're really cute, and uh, the style feels really similar between each one, because they usually do uh, a one-color drawing, so like this case, it kind of looks like it was drawn with just like an orange digital marker. monochromatic, so we got got yellow and we got orange as the two colors we have selected. So I like that they kind of have kept that going since the Adventure Time days. It makes all the Cartoon Network shows feel kind of special, although it's really not all the Cartoon Network shows, or at least I haven't seen them, but it's all that Adventure Time Steven Universe crew. It's a nice tradition. So what do you think, JP, most responsible kid in the creek? (laughs) He really had me going thinking that he was a great negotiator. So, you know, in this episode, JP sort of deals with being the older kid in the group, which I think is sort of revealed in this episode. Did we know that JP was older than Craig and Kelsey before. I don't know that they had ever given us an indication. No. Right. So this is sort of a Steven's birthday kind of reveal. We kind of figure out that JP's a little older, which doesn't seem to really phase Craig or Kelsey because, well, they already know. And it's not a startling realization for us, unlike Steven's age. But yeah, he it's a subtle lesson that he gets. I don't think that he should really have any kind of future he He's probably with Ronaldo on the side of abilities to <laughs> do intergalactic peace, but <laughs>
0: yeah. Now, now I'm just imagining Ronaldo. Okay, I'm going to write down a number on a piece of paper. That would <laughs> that would be so Ronaldo.
1: That was such a funny scene. Like that JP was somehow emulating some TV hit scene, but then when he adds a zero to the number, <laughs> he, he just doesn't have no... room on the other side. Right. He has no concept of what that means. He just knows that that's a thing that you do as a negotiator. You write down a number and then make it bigger. (laughs) Man. So he he may
0: have uh, reignited the war he helped stop, but he has a big gosh darn hero moment not long after, so...
1: Yeah, so at the end of the... Near the end of the episode, the big thing... So the whole episode, J.P.'s wearing his Sunday clothes because he can't get dirty again. So his older sister... It tells him that he needs to grow up or be more responsible because he keeps getting his clothes dirty all the time. As evidenced by the fact that there's no clothes left in his room. And so when he has to save Craig and Kelsey, who are in legitimate danger (laughs) of like sinking in a mud pit or quicksand, like and of course he saves the day by being completely nude and therefore protecting his clothes as well. That was that was a big moment. Yeah. But <laughs> reminded me a lot of Fribo, Our main character's got to get naked all the time.
0: I, I like how Craig and Kelsey, like, so completely bought into the mission of keeping the Sunday clothes clean that at no point did they think, Just get him dirty! JP, save us!
1: Yeah, I mean, they're in actual physical danger. Like, the whole time they're talking to JP... Their heads are slowly animated, sinking into the mud, yeah, and they were making no attempt to move out of it, so I don't know what yep. the game plan was there, like Kelsey Kelsey has no regrets, think, she dies with a clear conscience. they like would a warrior should no, she would have legitimately suffocated. This is a huge moment if there were adults out there, they would have been freaking out. Well, those adults aren't
0: warriors like Kelsey is
1: no, well, one of them is a warrior, a paintball warrior, the hm. twenty three year old Bobby who yeah. sort of makes the whole game unfair between I mean, the warring tribes? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what they want want Bobby to do. It's too late for him. <laughs> yeah, that was such a brutal <laughs> comment that I guess uh, Mikey made. Yeah, that was that was savage. So was uh, whatever Mikey's brother did shooting him in the new new. Now I'm not sure Oof. what that's supposed to refer to, but that is a pretty crazy start. I cool. know what that's. Uh, it's a it's a groin shot. Oh my goodness! Yikes yep 90 percent sure that's a groin shot no i agree (laughs) it's uh, i'm hip with the middle schooler lingo which also i love the eternal saying of how the world works according to middle schoolers which is that one of us is right and one of us is wrong (laughs) that was a great (laughs) truism Ah, shared neither of them are right that's what the high schooler says yeah
0: not bobby he's too far gone hmm But I'm curious, though, you know, they they have that scene where they're harvesting the golf balls and we get a hilarious Kelsey face as she impersonates a bird to, you know, get the golfer to hit another ball, off course. But I'm wondering, like, so they trade those golf balls into the trading tree. And
1: what does Kit intend to do with those? I mean, Kit's entrepreneurial. She may not be able to swap out those oranges, but it's always about trading up, right? So maybe some other kid's going to come by wanting some golf balls. So she must be trading up for something. Meanwhile, the golf course is losing a ton of balls, <laughs> which is hilarious. Yeah, they're losing their shirt on this deal. Yeah.
0: But I'm just wondering, like, is what would a kid want that many
1: golf balls for that she thinks she can move those? I mean, throwing them's fun. Throwing them into trees is fun. I mean, uh, I, throwing I them on the ground is fun. I already came up with three good things. If they, If they trade for a high-speed camera, they could, like, blow one up. Oh, inside of a golf ball is pretty cool. Oh, ooh, they could buy a hydraulic press and ooh. smudge the golf balls, obviously. I mean, that, that that's probably where she got that half-used
0: jar of peanut butter from. Uh, somebody traded it <laughs> to her for a hydraulic press.
1: Yeah, it's a good thing with all her half-opened packages of food that an actual health, health inspector wasn't by. I love the like mini jokes they made out of the fact that everybody thinks that JP is way more responsible because he's wearing a full suit. Yep. Man, I hope the city doesn't shut Kit down. That would be an awful episode. (laughs) Well, I mean, she may or may not be putting the kids at risk with her food, but eh, they all have good immune systems. They need to be exposed to disease.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. How how does she... What does she have to reseal those packages then? It's in the middle of the woods. I don't think there's any resealing of packages. Well, then... Like, she's able to convincingly say, Oh, no, this one definitely hasn't
1: been opened, sir! And they looked like they had been closed. I, don't know. I know it didn't look like a dangerously opened bag of whatever they were—puffs, chips—but you know, maybe she was just overcompensating.
0: I wonder if she lives in constant fear of the health inspector coming by.
1: Maybe, maybe, maybe she just watched one too many SpongeBob episodes. I know. Now I want to see an episode where she ends up having to bury the body of an unconscious kid. <laughs> We always seem to quickly t- or at least I seem to always turn quickly to the macabre. I really want to see some dark Greg <laughs> the Creek episodes. They can write the the mm-hmm. scary ghost uh Mortimore mm-hmm. episode and then they can write burying a kid.
0: Hey that that would be awesome if they did that and they had the, the witches come in, like just that they stumble out you know, as he stumbles out of the
1: shallow grave and they like trick Kit by making her think that they revived the kid as a zombie. Oh, now see that would be good. Making her think that some kid that's pretending to be a zombie uh, was like killed by her food. I'd be in for that.
0: <laughs> I mean, because you know, I love the witches. Be always be happy to see see them uh, play some witch like pranks.
1: Well, yeah, they fit perfectly into this uh, into the <laughs> making the dark episodes. So yeah, I mean, you need darkness. You need witches, but. Man,
0: I'm just going to say, you know, based on the end, you know, forget about Carla. Who cares what Carla thinks?
1: Jeez. Yeah. The naked body is just fine, Carla. Carol. Chill out. Carol, not Carla. No. Yeah, my note is, Carol needs to stick to her own business.
0: Yeah, man, forget Carol.
1: Also, nobody else is bothered by JP's nudity. Like, (laughs) when when they're sinking in the mud, both, well, neither Uh... of them make a comment. Except, well, Kelsey tells Mortimer not to look. Yeah, yeah. Because I guess yeah. Mortimer's innocent.
0: Well, remember, this is, the, this is the same Kelsey who was had recently been talking about liking fun barbarians, you know, the ones who wear fur underwear. <laughs> I'm just saying, she might be a fan fiction author.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, the body affirmation messages are sort of carried over from Steven Universe, but obviously permeate most of Cartoon Network now, especially with all their Dove ads. So it's kind of nice, though, to bring that over for boys, too. At least in that light, because while Steven Universe sort of, no one really has to affirm anybody's body in Steven Universe because everyone just kind of accepts it in the first place. But it's kind of nice to be casually called out here as is just like in a fun way that it's like common for both JP and his sister to be talking about this. I like that like normalization aspects. That's a thing that Craig the Creek does in a way that Steven Universe kind of can't because Craig the Creek's really showing like daily life that kids would really relate to and family life
0: yeah like steven universe it's already super normal it's like this isn't normalization it's just like showing you what it looks like if no one gives it a second thought like there isn't so much as a smirk when steven dresses
1: in sadie's song right no one's like oh this is would be a funny thing it's just like yay this is steven this is, performing this is this is a thing that steven does yeah although i don't think his nude performance of beach palooza went over well
0: <laughs> yeah, they did have to make a new rule, and as we've all learned from fairly odd parents, you have to mess up big
1: time for them to make a new rule. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of the, the episode where Timmy Turner is, is naked for the whole episode. <laughs> Do I hear the naked cry of Naked Lad? <laughs> I don't know why. Cartoonists love episodes about their, like, cartoon boys being naked the whole time. It's just a thing. I was just listening to the Rugrats, a whole podcast on them, and that made me remind of all those days. Oh, the high priest of baby nudity, Tommy Pickles. Oh Lord, uh, kids, kids laugh at nudity. They just love that stuff. It's a little, it's it's weird.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But all bodies are beautiful, and you know what, people, if they want to be able to be buff in their backyards, then Carol can just hold her opinion to herself. Yeah, nobody cares what Carol thinks.
0: I, I do wonder, though, in the john paul household like is it is it normal to take someone's clothes away from them and then not wash them right away like why could he not have gone to get some of the dirty clothes that were not in the process of being washed
1: well you know it's never explained but um, jp appears to be not at a place developmentally where he's doing his own laundry I mean, for me personally, I was washing my clothes in middle school, maybe in elementary school, and I don't know if he's supposed to be aged in, like, fifth grade, or... I don't think he's a middle schooler
0: yet. No, he is in middle school. Laura specifically says middle school, but we don't know if he's been held back
1: a year or two, probably. Oh, okay.
0: So he's minimum 11, probably older.
1: So yeah, I mean, he should have been able to get some clothes and put them in a washing machine, but... They didn't want to waste their eight hours that they had.
0: And I'm just wondering, so if she took his clothes out of his drawers because they were dirty, that means he puts dirty clothes back in his drawers? That's,
1: I mean, I'm not saying you can't do that. It's just weird that someone would do that. Oh, don't rag on JP. He's a kid. Kids put their clothes anywhere. It's better to put them in drawers than on the floor, especially the way that he soils his clothes. Yeah, floors and drawers, man. Floors
0: and drawers. Yeah, somebody make that as a board game. (laughs) Get chutes and ladders.
1: Floors and drawers is where it's at. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just going to now randomly call out a quote that I loved in the episode. And that quote is that when JP says that he hates it when all of his wet clothes conform to all his contours, that was hilarious. That caused some (laughs) real discomfort. Yeah, it called out a very specific experience. And also, I love JP not using like big vocabulary, big vocabulary, (laughs) but it is funny to hear him say conforming to contours.
0: Conforming <laughs> to all my contours.
1: I mean, you, he had to have got that from Laura. Yeah, I really like that relationship. That I, is this the first time we're introduced to her as well?
0: Yeah, this is, uh, I don't know that we see much more of her, which is a shame. I like her.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, she's out all the time. But I like this this whole family setup. You know, parents aren't there during the day on a Saturday for whatever reason. Or we just never see them. And, you know, she's, like, working on a Saturday and sort of acts kind of like in a motherly role because she's significantly older still. That's like, I don't know, I like those specific experiences. I also just liked, in general, the house setup, too. Like, the writers of this show try to go for a diversity in all these kids' experiences, from Kelsey's single dad to, like, Craig having, like, a complete, you know, nuclear family. But, um, you know, even in just, like, how their houses look, like, JP had a lot more, like, wooden furniture and just, like, I don't know. It, like, I felt like I had been in a kid's house like that before. There's just a certain style to it. And I felt like I could tell that his carpet was dirty, too. <laughs> <'Cause he's>, like, <laughs> I just mean, a messy kid. Really? Why wouldn't it be? Yeah. But I don't know, they do really good with having like a diversity of just houses and families. So I'm glad JP's in the mix for kids who feel like they have that experience.
0: And uh, I, I know we, we mentioned it in another episode of the podcast, but uh, this is this is where we first see Kelsey attempting to block projectiles with her sword. And, you know, we'll see much later in their first
1: encounter with the green poncho that she becomes much better at blocking with that sword of hers. Yeah, really subtle uh, skill building for character development here. I like that we see that growth. Of course, I don't know what you're saying that she improved. I mean, she blocked every single one. She said so. Well, herself I mean, yeah, here.
0: I, I'm not doubting Kelsey. I'm just saying she did it with much
1: more flair
0: against <laughs> the green poncho right much more flair indeed I, mean, I want to know where those paintball kids are buying their ordnance though i mean that 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 could kill somebody just like in the pilot
1: <laughs> um yeah potentially
0: Whew, that's a dude i mean did you see
1: how far it launched kelsey it's a miracle she didn't die <laughs> <laughs> um yeah let's not kill kelsey in the show I guess she was put in peril at least twice this episode. It's not normal that the characters are actually in life or death situations here. I really would be willing to see more. Like, I like this war. And I wish that it would continue in more episodes. Because this is, I don't know. It's just, like, rife for more jokes. Like, the fact that kids start fighting because one kid shot another kid in the groin. And then they start recruiting their 23-year-old family members. (laughs) And then somehow the first graders get involved. I don't know. That's just, like really fun to me
0: yeah I, I i like i like all the kids they got a they got a good setup at the creek so you can have whatever episode they even have the tea timers for crying out loud they have every kind of plot line imaginable available to them and you know what if they come up with another plot line that they need new batch of kids yeah
1: well and of course they could always just um build an entire multiverse with steven universe crossover. so it's fine
0: yeah, I mean there there could always be a Steven Universe crossover. I mean, Craig of the Beach has a nice ring to it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean I would I would watch that episode. Well, yeah, no. Or Craig of the Beach Let's Be Heroes would be another Ooh. uh good crossover. I feel like getting to the point where it's like that's so Raven of Hannah Montana, they had like some crazy names. Sweet Life Oh gosh. <laughs> Disney Channel had some crazy crossover names back in the day in between that's so Raven, sweet life is Zack and Cody and Hannah Montana. Oh my goodness. I want more of that in cartoon form. Mm. Even That's so sweet. <laughs> that would be funny. Oh, well, any more Any more thoughts about Sunday clothes? Uh, JP definitely had a way nicer suit than I ever had at 11 years old. So good for him. Oh yeah, he's
0: he's got some nice Sunday clothes. So he should be proud of that.
1: Yeah. Maybe he should take up a job as a health inspector.
0: He looks so responsible. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, so far he's been given more career paths than you know. I I guess right now Kelsey could work somehow with animals or as sword fighting or or fencing, and I guess Craig has cartography in his future. Yeah, I mean the the kids the kids a natural born explorer. Yeah, you just don't want to end up like Arnold's parents. And hey, Arnold, you need to be careful about being an explorer. Yeah, don't want to end up like cousin Bobby either. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> so many role models of who to be and not to be in this show. I, you know what though? I think Bobby's just fine. I think the kids are being a little harsh. Middle schoolers yeah. can be a little cruel. Yeah, I they bet are, Bobby's they are. just fine. Just fine, Bobby. But don't don't let anyone tell you
0: otherwise. Not even us. Anyway, guys, that's been us on Sunday
1: Close. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13 and I'm David. Don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Later, everybody. Our opening
0: and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarSeaspire.com. Thank you for listening.